This is More Than Therapy Podcast. More Than Therapy. This is More Than Therapy. More Than Therapy Podcast. This is More Than Therapy. More Than Therapy Podcast. This is More Than Therapy Podcast. And welcome to another episode of More Than Therapy. Today we meet with Simone Canigo, <laughs> who will be bringing a very interesting perspective. On this episode, Jessica Salazar will be the one having a discussion with her, woman to woman, talking about the things that empower women and the journey that they have taken together in this world that we live in. Again, you know, we're going to discuss, um, you know, you are a best-selling author of The Extraordinary Unordinary You. Um, about, you know, the way you see yourself. Um, and I, uh, it looks like you have adopted three of your children, correct? Correct. Okay. And what countries did they come from again? So we have, uh, two children from Ethiopia. We have three biological children. We have two children from Ethiopia and then our son, uh, Noah is from South Korea. Okay. And was that a hard process? Um, I mean, was that recent or? You know, it's been, it's been a bit now. Um, Noah came home 14 years ago. Uh, Ari 12 years ago, Millie 11 years ago. Uh, so it's been, it's been a bit, see, I have to think about it. You know, again, with six kids, I'm surprised most days that I remember anything. Uh, um, but yeah, it was, you know, and it was definitely a hard process. Uh, you know, adoption is, it is, it is a hard process, but it's absolutely, um, you know, three of the six best things we've ever done in our lives. So definitely, definitely worth it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I just had, you know, a couple of, a few questions for you. Just wanted to know, you know, I'm curious as to see how have you and your family handled virtual learning as far as, you know, with the isolation from others during the stay at home order with such a big family? Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely chaos. Sometimes I say our life, our lives are organized chaos and, and sometimes it's just chaos. Uh, you know, we got into the organized piece after a bit, but everybody came home because our older kids that were away at school, um, the schools shut down. So they had to come home as well. So, um, honestly, silver lining is that I had all six kids at home again, because my oldest is 24 and the chance of that happening, you know, that wasn't going to happen. So, <laughs> So we were actually really, you know, thrilled to, to have everyone back and yes, the laundry doubled and, you know, the food consumption tripled, <laughs> um, but you know, it, it was definitely, I don't know, it, it was, it was hard. I mean, our, our younger kids are even back at school right now in person, but I don't know. It was such a, it was really nice to have them home and to see how well they adapted to everything, you know, like they all had their, their personal space where they would do their work and they had to be responsible for getting things done. And, you know, they just, they followed through and, you know, we had dinner as a family every night, which again, that hasn't happened in a really long time because not just the kids not being home, but, you know, even the younger kids with, their after school activities and, you know, athletics, it's, it's hard to have everyone in one place. So everything was canceled. So we were there together. So again, it was, it was a unique, you know, opportunity to spend time as a family, obviously 
so many bad things happening around the world, so much suffering. Um, but with everything I do, I always try to find the silver lining. So for us, it was a silver lining. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that's hard for a lot of people today is to find that silver lining, you know, as far as, you know, I think we're coming out of the, the COVID time now, slowly, of course, but I know there was, there was so much negative in the atmosphere, you know, just, just from COVID alone to add to everything else that was going on. So it's really good. You know, it's refreshing to see, you know, people like you who have that that positive outlook and the silver lining in any situation, because this was definitely a test of the times. So <laughs> Yeah. And it was, it was really tough. I mean, my aunt, my aunt passed away from COVID. Um, you know, she was, she was 94, um, which again, she lived an amazing 94 years, but you know, when she passed away, she passed away alone because you couldn't go to the hospital. And I think that, to me, I think that was one of the most heartbreaking pieces of the people who were, you know, in the ICUs or, you know, in the hospitals is that they were alone. And, and as a family, like that, that closure piece was really hard to, you know, the, it, it's not closure, right? Like, I mean, we get it, but it's still, I think it was a really hard piece of, of this virus for so many people. Agreed. Yeah. Um, we, we as well had some issues that were similar so yeah well I definitely you know I'm so sorry for your loss but I'm I'm glad that you know it's all coming back together I'm glad you had your kids at home you know that that would have been rare with you know with six um uh I, what drives your ability to remain positive with all of the negativity in the world today you know with social media and the news and killings here and you know everything yeah, I think, you know, we have, we have choices every day. Um, and one of those choices is no matter what's happening in our lives, um, you know, when, when there's bad things that happen, we get to choose how we respond to them. You can choose to be miserable. You can choose to be happy. And, you know, I, I, I tend to choose to be happy because, you know, what do they say that, um, you know, that happiness is contagious. And so like when, you know, I, I reach out to somebody, I really want to, I really want to know when I'm having a conversation with somebody that might be their only conversation, that only connection they've had that entire day. So, you know, it's, I feel like it's part of my humanity to be kind, to be positive, to reach out even, you know, and, and when I'm struggling with something, I'm happy to talk about it because I think it's really important to talk about our struggles. I think that that's one of the the pieces that, you know, our society, I feel pushes on us that, wait, if you're struggling, you shouldn't talk about it. But I think it's important that we talk about all of it um, and, and be that person that will, you know, be willing to listen and help. And, and sometimes that's all someone needs is someone to, someone to be able to share their struggles with. Yep. Agreed. Um, now, is there a single struggle that, you know, at any point in your life that kind of was a turning point for you? Um, you know, was there any point in your life where, you know, you were just kind of at the brink and you just kind of decided to, you know, pick yourself up and turn around? You know, I want to say that I, I, I don't have a, a specific moment in time. I have, I have lots of things that I've struggled with, but I think my biggest struggle is, is that I really struggled to see value in myself. And, you know, again, what, you know, I would put these labels on myself, like, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Um, I'm, 
you know, I'm just whatever, like whatever it was, I, I was just, oh, I'm just Rob's wife or, you know, and these things, it's not anybody else saying it to me. This is what I'm saying to myself, which I think is even, you know, more dangerous because when we don't believe in ourselves, how do we, how do we put ourselves forward so that other people believe in us? And that was a big moment for me where I said that, you know, I was listening to um, a motivational speaker and she was um, talking about this amazing business that she had created and, you know, all of these great things that she had. And again, I was supposed to feel motivated, but instead I felt a little bit bad about myself. And this is being, this is being truly honest because as I listened to her, you know, to her speak, I thought, you know, this will never be me. And then I sat back and said, and that's the whole point. Like you are you, she, you know, she is who she is. Okay. And you're not, you shouldn't try to be who she is because, you know, the things that you do every day impact the people around you, the way you believe in yourself impacts the people around you. Um, so that was kind of like a big turning point for me where I said, I'm not doing this anymore. Well, like, why am I bringing this negative side to, to myself, you know, where I really could go forward with positivity. And, and that was a big change for me. And I, and I did from, you know, again, it's everything that we struggle with. We struggle with every day, right? We still look in the mirror and we still have to, you know, talk ourselves up. Um, but that was a big turning point for me because I really felt like, you know, this moment in time that I, um, I believe in myself and I, the little things that I'm doing every day really do impact the people around me. So let me make those impacts, positive impacts. That is really, really awesome. Um, do you have a specific affirmation that you say to yourself every day or a mantra that really just charges you for the morning and gets you going? Um, it depends on the day. <laughs> I have, uh, I have different ones. Um, you know, uh, you know, the biggest one that, that I say, and it's two words, be you, you know, like I, everyone else is taken. I know we hear that a lot. Everyone else be you, like you have, everyone has amazing qualities, you know, be who you are and don't try to be someone else. So those are, that's one of the things I say, um, you know, and I have a lot of things that like I say to my kids too, like when they're talking about having a conversation with hard conversation with a teacher or, you know, they want to ask something. And I always say like, the worst that someone can say is no, you have to ask the question or you'll never know. So I think a lot of times we get stuck in that situation where we feel like, oh, we're, you know, we're, we couldn't, we couldn't get that job or we, we, there's no way we can get this position here or whatever, whatever it is. Um, just ask the question, you know, start the conversation because you don't mm -hmm. know where, where it's going to go. And if you don't ask, you will never know. Exactly. Yep. I agree. Definitely. So, uh, well, I have to know, okay. Back to Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is the world's highest freestanding mountain. Um, and I, I believe also the largest one in Africa as well. And it's also a dormant volcano. Mm -hmm. um, what did your climb feel like at, you know, when you compare at the beginning, when you started, you know, when you were gung-ho, let's do this, um, you know, through the roughest point and at the top, what was like your aha moment of empowerment? Like, how did that feel emotionally, physically, and spiritually? I have to know, because that that's really amazing. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. You know, when I started, yes, it was very, you know, yes, gung-ho, like I got this. And honestly, the whole time I never, I didn't let 
doubt come into my mind. You know, I committed to this. I trained really hard for it. I worked really hard for it. Um, you know, I think if I, if I didn't, then maybe I would say, oh, I don't know if I can do this, but I worked really hard for it. And I think that's a big thing to remember when we commit to something that if we put the work in, we can really do what we put our minds to almost every time. Um, and so I, yeah, when we started, it was, uh, it was actually, we were in the, the tropical zone. So it was quite warm. It was buggy. And then by the time we got to the summit, obviously it's freezing and, uh, hard to breathe. Um, but I was surrounded by an amazing group of people. There were, you know, I went with an organization, uh, survivor summit. We were supporting the Livestrong foundation, raising money for the Livestrong foundation. So my tent mate was a breast cancer, is a breast cancer survivor. Um, there were several people on the trip that were cancer survivors. There are cancer survivors and climbing for other family and friends who were either um, that had a cancer diagnosis, either that were in treatment or had passed away. So, you know, it added that piece of determination to, you know, to be climbing next to my new friend, again, we were all strangers when we started this, but to be climbing next to my new friend who is a breast cancer survivor was complete motivation, thinking that all the things that she has been through and she is step-by-step step going up this mountain, you know, and when we got to the summit, um, it was really that moment of feeling that what I just said of what, if you put in the work, you can really do you know, anything that you put your mind to and that not to limit ourselves. I think we do that on a regular basis. We, you know, we limit ourselves with, you know, how we label ourselves or, you know, how we think about ourselves. I, I never climbed anything before. I mean, I went, I went camping a couple of times. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> when people say like, oh, I could never do that. My, my question for them is always, well, do you want to do that? And most people would say, no, I would never want to do that. I said, okay, well then change, change the conversation because it's not that you couldn't do it or that you can't do it. It's that you don't want to do it, which is a completely different piece. Mm -hmm. um, so not limiting ourselves, not limiting ourselves, um, but really looking back down, thinking everything that I had gone through in my life, the good, the bad, the funny, the sad brought me to that moment in time. And, and that was extremely powerful for me. That's really awesome. So what was it like at the top, you know, for your, for your inner self, you know, and, and just what was it like physically at the top? Did your, I, I feel like my emotions would have been, you know, overshadowing my physical pain from walking up that mountain. Yeah. I, I would say that my, uh, the physical pain was uh, no longer there. It definitely um, reappeared as soon as we started going back down the mountain uh, because I have a really bad knee. <laughs> um, but, you know, really that feeling of accomplishment and being part of a team that accomplished it together, I think that was so, such a powerful thing for me. And yes, I was still the mother at the top of the mountain. So I, you know, I'm looking at people saying, I think their lips are a little bit blue. I think we should maybe check, you know, their oxygen levels. And, and, and that's literally, you know, I, I do that kind of everywhere. I think like not checking people's oxygen levels, but I mean, like being the, being the mother always like, Hmm, maybe we should check on this. Um, but yeah, it was very emotional. Um, and really, you know, 
my, my one friend, Mike, that I, um, climbed with, he was actually my partner for the, the, the final summit. And, you know, he had, he had cancer since he was a child and, you know, he had so many surgeries and watching him have this experience when he summited that peak, um, thinking that, you know, years back that he wouldn't even survive. Right. And now he's standing, you know, at the top of Kilimanjaro. And I think for everybody, it was such a, it was such a powerful moment and even more so because of the people that we were with. You know, a team makes a a lot of difference. You know, I, I feel like there's definitely, you know, power in numbers. Um, what would be the best advice that you've ever received personally regarding your inner self? Um, you know, and, and how did that affect you? Yeah, it goes back to, you know, believing in yourself and, and, and not, you know, I think one piece was you got to stop being so hard on yourself. My kids actually say that, said that to me for a while too. Why are you so hard on yourself? Um, you know, someone would give me a compliment and instead of saying, thank you, I would have some kind of ridiculous response to it. Like, Hey, Simone, your hair looks really great today. Um, Oh, it's really frizzy, you know? And my kids are like, you know what you've taught us? You've taught us to say, thank you. Like when someone gives you a compliment, they're going out of their way, you know, say thank you. Um, But really not being so, I mean, there was a conversation with a friend once that said, you have no idea the amazing things that you're actually doing. Um, and you need to te- take a step back and look at it and stop being so hard on yourself because when you're hard on yourself and the more I've researched it, the more I believe when you're just hard on yourself, it's hard to move forward, right? You're, you know, you, you procrastinate, you don't, you don't see your value. Um, but when you stop again, I'm not saying be complacent. I'm saying that, you know, believe in yourself so you can move forward and, you know, my favorite thing to say to people is that, you know, we don't need to change who we are. We need to change the way we see ourselves. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I, you know, live my, my life now, because um, I think we all have, you know, amazing things that we bring to the world and we just need to, we need to realize it. Yes, I, I completely agree as well. And, you know, you are very, um, you know, you're, you're kind of an idol because a lot of women out there feel that same way about themselves and they're overshadowed by, you know, just today's economy, today's family dynamic, um, a lot of single parents who, you know, they don't see their worth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of overshadows their ability to see who they are and think about who they are and what they want. So, you know, hearing, you know, hearing you speak and, you know, reading your book, I think, you know, that's going to go a very long way. I think it's going to reach a lot of people. Um, Do you, do you have a specific um, person that inspires you or energizes you in any way? Hmm. So I would say my, uh, my biggest inspiration is my mom. Um, She she just has such a, an amazing story. She grew up in rural Pennsylvania on a farm. Her <laughs> mom had a sixth grade education. Her dad worked in the coal mines in a local brewery. Um, and she knew she wanted to be educated. She actually didn't even see a library until she was in 10th grade. That's how rural the area she was in. 
And, and now that woman reads a book a day, I swear she's always bringing over another book. Oh, I love this book. You want to read it? And I'm like, okay, I don't have time, but yes, put it on my shelf. Another one. <laughs> I was like, it takes me a few more days to read than it does you. Um, but she, she knew she wanted to be educated. And so she started working for another family at 13 and saved all of her money, worked really hard in school. And she got into the university of Pittsburgh and, uh, while she was in college and she knew that she wanted to be a physician. Um, she worked three jobs in college again, got into medical school. She was one of five women in her medical school class and graduated in 1965 at a time where, you know, uh, five women out of the 150 in the class, you know, and, you know, it was a really, it was really hard, right? Like it was, you know, it's still hard today for women, uh, but it was really, really hard. Like if you talk about like the earning respect, like she would say, I have to earn the respect. And I, you know, that like makes me cringe. Cause I'm like, you know, you are amazing just the way you are. Um, but it was a, different time. And so looking at everything she went through, I, I think, I think about that a lot now as I've gotten older and, you know, realize that everything that she did to, um, get to where, you know, in her career, in her family life, how, how hard she worked. Um, it really, it inspires me. It inspires my kids. It's, it's really a, a special thing. Well, it seems like the apple didn't fall far from the tree. You are an inspiration, absolutely. And, you know, I definitely think that many people should um, get your book, The Extra, excuse me, The Extraordinary, Unordinary You. Um, follow your own path, discover your own journey, um, you know, um, just discovering yourself and what you are capable of. So, um, you know, what, what drove you to write the book initially? So I was doing a lot of public speaking actually through a volunteer role and, you know, it was the same thing. I would get off the stage and people would say to me, oh, you're so inspiring. And I'm like me. <laughs> and um, again, I learned to say thank you. Um, but they would, you know, I had many people ask me, you know, do you have a book? And I no, I don't have a book. Oh, you should write a book. Well, I'm not a writer. Again, limiting everything I do. I always have to have like the negative piece. And I'm like, <laughs> And um, so I really thought about it and I said, you know, why not? Yeah, I'm not a writer. I'm a storyteller. I love telling stories. Like, and so the best compliment I got was actually um, one of my friends. She's like on page one and she calls me. She's like, I hear you inside of my head. And I was like, okay, <laughs> perfect. That's exactly how I wanted it to be. I wanted you to hear my voice as I tell my stories. Um, so, you know, and that, and I think again, that you know, if, if there's something that you really want to do, you know, and you feel really passionate about it, work really hard and, and give it a shot. Because again, if you fail at something, that's okay. That's part of our journey. That's how we learn. That's how we move forward. Failure doesn't mean stop. It means, okay, let's figure out how to do it differently the next time. Um, and that's really how I how I approach everything now. And uh, so my husband, I actually didn't have um, him read it before it was done because I really wanted it to be my perspective because it's, it's really, it's our family, you know, a lot of stories about our family and our life. And, you know, as soon as someone else starts talking, then that's not my story anymore. So he, um, when we, when we got it, a print copy, uh, he read it actually twice in one night. And he said, I know all these stories. And I still cried at every single one. He's like, it's, he's like, I was going to tell you it was good. Um, 
because I'm married to you and I'm going to support you. <laughs> but, um, he's like, I have to tell you, it's really good. And I was like, you know, that again, like a moment where I was like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've learned to say thank you. That is so important. And, and your kids, um, the older ones, they have read it as well. Yeah, they, um, they read it. They've had their friends read it. The younger ones have read it now too. Um, you know, it, it's kind of cute to, to see, especially with the, the younger ones, their response, because, you know, I talk about their adoption journeys. Um, and my, my youngest, she originally said, when I said I was going to write a book and she's like, well, can you leave me out of it? And I was like, Oh yes. Let me write, uh, let me write about my five favorite kids. You know, let me, let me leave one out of it. And so, um, I said, no, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not leaving you out of it. And she's like, fine. Well, you know, I don't even want to know what you're going to say. <laughs> um, and, and I'm probably not going to like it. Okay. You know, she's a teenager. What do you expect? Mm -hmm. And so, um, we got in, uh, a copy, a couple of copies, and it was sitting on the counter. And I saw her walk up to the counter, um, put it under her sweatshirt, go up the stairs. She didn't say anything to me. She just hit it under her sweatshirt, went up the stairs. And about an hour later, she called, she FaceTimed me and she had tears running down her face. And she's like, I had no idea about that story of Noah. And I had no idea about that story of Ari. Like, you know, and she's like, I really, I have to be honest, mom, I thought I was going to hate it, but I love it. And I was like, okay, I don't need any other review. Like that's the only, that's the only review I, I need is for her to, after saying that she didn't want to be in it, that she loved it. So it made me, made me, uh, it was a good parenting moment. <laughs> well, I bet they are so proud. Um, and, and you said their friends have read it as well. Yeah, their friends have read it. And, you know, I think it first their friends will call and say, okay, tell me, is like there any like really good juicy gossip in there? I'm like, no, like they're real story. They're like, they're real stories. So, you know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm being authentic in it. Like these are, you know, good, bad, ugly, sad, all those, all those pieces are in there. And, um, you know, I think it gives them a, an insight, a different piece of, you know, who their, who their friends are and, what their family is like. And, you know, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a good journey so far. Well, I, I definitely hats off to you. Um, you're a very courageous person. You've definitely inspired me. Um, thank you. And, you know, I think it's really good too, with the youth of today, you know, I think this book is very helpful in a lot of ways because, you know, the youth with, with TikTok and, you know, all the social media expectations of themselves, they don't see themselves anymore, you know, like, so I think that, you know, this book is going to be very helpful. I think just you being in the world and, you know, being a public figure, a motivational speaker, I think that's fabulous. And um, I've definitely enjoyed talking to you. Um, and I encourage everyone to go out and, you know, buy The Extraordinary, Unordinary You by Simone Canego. And um, I think that's it for today. Um, let me, give me one second. I'm sorry.
about that. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Trying to ask him a couple questions. Um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed talking to you. This was amazing. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, with my own struggles personally, like, I, I just can't, I, I struggled with that myself. And the thank you, I totally relate on the thank you thing because that's me too. I do the same exact thing when somebody compliments me. I'm like, well, it doesn't look that good. Or it's, you know, like with my hair or my makeup, oh, well, my brows are crooked or, you know, I always say that I don't say thank you. Yeah. And we are, we are <laughs> so hard on ourselves. Like I, you know, it's, um, and, and the thing is, is that we all struggle. It's not that it's, I, I think it took me a long time to realize that I wasn't alone. And that was like a big thing for me is that, you know, you, what we see on social media are these, you know, perfect pictures with, you know, families who are all smiling together. And then, you know, I try to take one photo and like, I really got to Photoshop everything. I mean, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't even bribe them. It doesn't matter. Right. Like they're still not gonna, you know, I don't want to be next to him. I don't want next to her. Um, so, you know, like, I think that we, we forget that behind every photo is 5 million photos that, that don't look good, you know? And, but what we see is all the shiny moments. And I think it's so important to understand that there's a lot of moments that aren't shiny. And, but what people like to show is the shiny stuff. And I think it's important for us to talk about the stuff that doesn't shine because um, that's what makes us human and that's what connects us. Um, so, Absolutely. and you know, I think we're all in this together, you know, COVID world or not, you know, we've always been in this together and it, it took something grand. And, and tragic to bring us all together. But I think it's, you know, it's really good that we have some, you know, lots of good motivational speakers, positivity, you know, and, and I think the world is starting to become a team as well, you know? Yeah, so. I hope so. Yeah. Like I, I definitely, I've definitely seen, you know, changes happening where, um, you know, people are reaching out and people are, I saw something, I saw something yesterday and, it, and it's kind of ridiculous, but I, to me, it touched me as well. It was like, um, someone posted something that said, um, a person was on, I don't know, whatever app and they have extreme anxiety and they asked someone how like steps to actually order a sandwich at Subway. And they were being serious and without anybody like, you know, reacting negatively or making fun of this person, someone stepped up right away and gave them all of the steps to be able to walk up to the counter at Subway to be able to order a sandwich. Okay. That's the world coming together because, you know, you see half the time that, you know, the first person, you know, wants to take a punch and say something, you know, that's, that's really hurtful and not understanding that this is this person's struggle and all struggles are real. Um, and that we should support people and elevate them and, and, and not break them down. Exactly. And that happens, you know, so much. And, you know, I think finally we're, we're coming to the cusp of, you know, we're seeing people as they are because everyone is, is in their own element nowadays. You know, they're not, you know, like this person who had that job or who had that position for X amount of years is now a completely different person due to, you know, whatever changes they had to make. So, you know, I think, um, you know, people are seeing a lot of themselves, a lot of, um, you know, other people, you know, in, inside their own selves as well. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll wrap up and, um, you know, I'm, I'm really glad to, uh, you know, be on more than therapy with you today. Um, this was Simone Canego, bestselling author for the extraordinary unordinary you, um, entrepreneur, um, mother to six children, Mount Kilimanjaro queen, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, motivational speaker. So I definitely thank you for your time and, um, I wish you all the best and I, Look forward to hearing hopefully more stories from you. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. As well. You have a good day. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that.